There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Oh, you boys, trust me. <laughs> he doesn't want to pay for the extra. Anyway, what are you going to do? Lerso Pluma will not yeah. do that. Peso Pluma. Peso Pluma. Now I got all these people with last names like Villalobos and uh, Contreras saying, check this out. Enter at your own risk on the emails. I'm not clicking on your sites oh, and I end no. up in the cartel. Danny texts me. He goes, Peso Pluma, check out. Chalino Sanchez. Oh, yeah. You I've have been warned. Him. I'm like, I don't know what Chalino Sanchez is. What is that? He was another one of those singers that uh, opened his mouth back in the day. And they, and they, and opened, they opened it up. And they sliced him up like a trout. From what I understand, I could be wrong. Some of the, some listeners may correct me, but from what I understand, he uh, basically they killed pretty much everybody in his family. <laughs> and when he died, they dug him back up and then... Uh, on the one year anniversary type thing, they dug him up and killed him again. Yeah, it was something, something oh like that. God. It was, it was weird. Again, I could be wrong. Somebody could correct me on that, but that's what I heard. Man, Chalino, Chalino Sanchez. Look up Chalino Sanchez, peso pluma. You have been warned. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. I'm listening to Whitey James Hetfield out yeah. there at the arena. I'm not Same. listening. To that. And here's what I've heard, by the way, and I've got this on pretty good authority. That, you know, when you mouth off against the cartel and start telling stories, then you're going to get offed. I heard Guy Fieri saying some pretty horrible things about the Jalisco cartel. So if anybody's listening from the Jalisco cartel, (laughs) I think that Guy Fieri has most certainly said a few things he shouldn't be saying about your operation. Guy Fieri, you find him on that uh, cooking. Guy Fieri's at the grocery store with a bunch of losers shopping. Guy Fieri hates the cartel. Hates him. He's going to Peso Pluma. In fact, he supports Peso Pluma. I think Pratt will be there, too. And Dave Pratt's going as well. <laughs> but yeah, I think they're going together. Look for two douchebags with flames on their shirts, eating very average foods and acting like they just discovered the Holy Grail. Beyond below average. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. That uh, There would be one more. One of them is flaming, wearing flaming shirts. The yeah. other looks like a piece of coal. It's yeah, just always in black, right. Well, what, what I would have used is a different word than coal. He looks like a piece of but that's different. You and I are different. <laughs> yeah, Guy Fieri hates the cartel. Heard about that the other day. And he, you know, a lot of lot of names he's throwing around privately, not necessarily publicly quite yet. But I've I've got friends who know him. And dude's on a rampage. Wants to end the cartels. That Guy Fieri is his name. Wants to hate cartels and all they stand for. <laughs> Somebody should do something about that. I think. Did you just call for a hit on Guy Fieri? Uh uh-uh. uh Except for unless you know. You are part of the Jalisco cartel. I tell you. We're going to get a call from cops. Please stop talking about Guy Fieri getting killed by the Jaliscos. I have nothing to do with it. I just know how much Guy Fieri hates them. Oh, constantly rattling his trap about what he would do to them and how what big of pussies they are and stuff. Guy Fieri says this. Oh, he's going to get it one of these days. Don't say I didn't try to warn him. But the, You're a good man. I try, yeah, Brett. Yeah, but, you know, good I try. I tried to get the word out. You've got to stop saying horrible, murderous, rapey type things about the Jalisco cartel guy, Fieri. And he's like, never. Put it on a flip-flop. And then he walks away. And I'm like, oh, he's going to get his. That horrendously untalented guy, Fieri. <laughs> he can cook yeah. for him. He can cook for him, all right. Or he can get cooked by him. Oh, that all. They want good food. Why do you think the cartels go after all that money to have Guy Fieri cook for them? Raisins and salad and trash can nachos? Please. They grew up eating that stuff. Then they wanted better. So they made a ton of money illegally so they didn't have to eat Guy Fieri type food. Have you had it? No. Then you don't know. <laughs> I can't speak from experience. I can. I tested my theories. And boy, I was, my bar was laying on the ground low. Guy Fieri's food looks terrible. He's terrible. Uh, it's going to be terrible. And then I'm like, but you know what? I got to be fair. 
if I'm going to hate him this much, I have to actually test his wares. And I went down there, and it was worse than I thought it was going to be. And I didn't think it was going to be good at all. If you give me a plate of baby diapers and a Guy Fieri trash can nachos, I'd have had a 50-50 chance of knowing which was what if I was blindfolded. This one tastes like cream of mushroom. It has a terrible smell. Some sort of weird substance. The plate is squishy. All right, open it up. You chose the trash can nachos, the baby diaper you missed. Wow, I wouldn't have ever known. But then he went on and on about that cartel and how much he wants to, what he's, what he's going to do personally to take them down. Guy Fieri. <laughs> That's who's doing that. By the way, Guy Fieri's responsible for more human atrocities than the cartels ever. He's fed people his food. I'd rather be in the cartel than eat at a Guy Fieri restaurant. Welcome to Yummy Yum Town. Ding bong. You know what I'm going to do, Guy? I'm going to go ahead and join a Mexican cartel rather than hang out with you for another two minutes. <laughs> I wish you really were on fire. I wish your shirt wasn't just a metaphor. I really feel like you burning would be a better version of you. <laughs> and anyway, and that same day, Brett, I don't know if you were there. On and on after I told him, like, this shirt thing. Mexican cartels and how big of pussies they are. I'm like, Guy Fieri, you've got to stop saying that. But he wouldn't. He's just dead set against it. I know Brady's idol will eventually get caught rattling his trap like Peso Pluma. I just love to hear them. Hear him walk into the room with the cartel and do that. Hi, bing bong. <laughs> oh, he wouldn't walk into the room, Brady, because they'd shoot him before. After all, he's talked about how, how much he hates those cartels. Oh, that guy, Fieri, and his hatred. You know who else he uh, doesn't care for? There's the Crips and the Bloods. He's also big on hating those guys. Guy Fieri's always on about like gang violence and what big pussies they all are. And he could, he could take him out with just his bare hands. He said he wishes. Guy Fieri said once to me because what that time I met him, <laughs> when you're hanging up. out with yeah, him. Yeah, when I was, remember I was hanging out with Guy Fieri, and I didn't realize it was him because I was drunk. And I remember we were talking once. It was two o'clock. You were looking to pull one out. Yeah, late. And he was there, and I'm like, well, that girl over there looks all right. Little chubby blonde with a lesbian haircut. I'm like, oh, geez, it's Guy Fieri. But uh, that was when he went on and on telling me he just wishes that someday. When he's by himself, that someone would jump up from behind him and try to, as he said, he could take him in a heartbeat. He's a, he has no fear of any. He started mouthing off about Suge Knight when I was chatting yeah. with him. Guy's got a mouth on Big him. mouth. Another thing he hates is uh, when I was talking to him was that Wagner group over there in Russia. Oh, man, hated them. Said they were pussies, too. Guy's got a big mouth. At least he didn't talk about the mob or anything. Yeah, uh, funny you mentioned that. Uh, you know there what? Was a, there was a right, time when he said, he said, you know who I hate the most? And I'm like, who's that guy, Fury? And he said, uh, the Hell's Angels. He goes, I could take them one hand tied behind my back, one-on-one. -on -one. Not one of them could ever beat me up. And I said, I don't know. It's a pretty bold claim. And he said, ah. And then he started calling Sonny Barger names. I was like, Guy Fieri, stop saying these horrible things. He goes, eh, don't even get me started on that mob. Oh, man, now, now he's just stepped a little too far. He said the mob is just a group of poor meth head Hells Angels. I'm like, oh, Guy Fieri, that's the bridge too far. You shouldn't talk bad about them. <laughs> it's funny, just as you said that, somebody messaged in. Guy Fieri also hates the mafia. Yeah, he can't stand <laughs> the mafia. Jeffrey. Yeah, hates <laughs> Jeffrey's not wrong. See, and that's... Look, he's on a delay. We were telling <laughs> truths here, and Jeffrey's like, I've heard him talk bad about the mafia, too. Oh, uh, that Guy Fieri, he's got a big mouth against all that. I'm going to call him Guy Hoffa soon. <laughs> uh, I hope the Triple D, he wanted to change his, na his name of his show to Diners, Drive-Ins, and Death, because he was going to kill all these guys from the cartel. And that would step up that yeah, show. Well, anything would step up that show, uh, namely getting rid of him. He's got a he's got a real beef with him. Oh, he also hates uh, tuba music and uh, <laughs> Pialine. Said so Pialine's gay. I'm like, oh, you're gonna you're asking for it. Too tough for me, Guy Fieri, with all these words. John, what's worse, Guy Fieri's food or Texas Grill? Where are you going first? Texas Grill. It's not <laughs> wow. even close. I'd rather, I I, because I'd rather choke to death on food than eat his. <laughs> I almost choked to death at Texas Grill. Brett was there. Oh yeah. Heimlich maneuver, all that stuff. Hilarious. We were laughing our asses off after what, and then I almost died later from steakhouse syndrome. But I would rather go back and relive that time 
than eat at Guy Fieri's restaurant again. I would rather just have, I'd rather have a clockwork orange kind of treatment to my mouth where they just shoved flaming hot lava potatoes in my throat and said, swallow these whole, than I would eat and chew and capably uh, tolerate Guy Fieri's served meals. Worst food I've ever had. Potatoes were so hot. Your, your throat was sloughing. My, my throat burned off. Like every, my esophagus torched itself. I couldn't talk for two days. It was a blessing for everyone. But you know who could talk those two days? And I couldn't interrupt him? Guy Fieri. And all he talked about was wanting to, I think at one point he threatened uh, the President of the United States. If I remember right. I should have probably said something. But he said he was going to be a, he's going to take him out. That was Guy Fieri saying that. It's terrible. Anyway. That guy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Brett, no, I don't want to say it. That's a guy for you. Speaking of presidents, do you see we have sort of a scandal? This is the first scandal I've ever seen like this. It's not really a scandal yet, but it's an odd thing. Uh, that uh, The black Republican, his name Tim Scott, is that yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Uh, he might have been lying about having a girlfriend. Like what? All presidential candidates have always lied about. Not that girl's not my girlfriend. Stop it. He's not married, and he started talking. And some people were like, "You never ever talk about your dating life." And one of his uh, assistants said, "It's non-existent. The guy's just work, work, work." And then he started to say something about his girlfriend. So they're like, "Oh, he's got a girlfriend." And then they looked into it. They're like, "He doesn't have a girlfriend. The girl he's talking about wasn't his girlfriend." He's pointed at some. So he's starting to lie about having a girlfriend to kind of make people think he's. But that just means he's gay, according to the Republicans. They're like, oh. Or it's not a Manti Teo situation. Yeah, well, right. He, well, he's kind of Manti Teoing the whole thing. He's saying, uh, sure, I got a girlfriend. And he's like, you saw her. My girlfriend, they were talking about, uh, because Iowa Republicans are looking at him kind of like, all right, you're the black guy. I guess that's okay, because that's what Iowa says. And then uh, they're like, but why don't you have a family? We've already had one gay black president. Because <laughs> that came out. But they were worried about it. So he, in order uh, to appeal to middle American Republicans, started to say, well, I got my girlfriend waiting for me at home. She's happy to see me. I'm just because I because he started to say, hey, being a bachelor, I can dedicate all my time to the job. I'm not distracted by family, which has been my theory for years. What you want when I see a, a politician sign on the side of the road and there's seven or eight little blonde kids and some woman there. I'm like, this dude is miserable. Like He doesn't want to he, he doesn't have time for this. He's got those miserable kids and that lady nagging him all day long. We need somebody who doesn't have all those anchors. So I see, like, politicians that try to appeal. Gilbert does it all the time because that's big to them. But that, you know, well, look at I've got a family and I'm a good guy. Like, no, I want a bachelor. I want somebody straightforward. Can't get in trouble for side-banging her. There's every once in a while when the, during the election time... There's a poster that takes up the entire corner. Yeah. To fit all the family members. The whole thing. It's like, look at that guy's got like it 13 wraps around kids. the corner. He can't get anything done. He's got to go home to misery. And then at the end of a speech, they always drag that bubble blonde head, that weird, strange 1970s hairdude wife and their two kids in suits that have never been in suits before. I'm like, nope. I don't like it. I don't like this. But he was going out there. But then he had to appeal to Iowa, so he started to lie about a girlfriend that waits for him at home. And somebody looked into it and said, you don't have a girlfriend at all. Why are you saying that? And he's Manti Teo. I do, too. You just haven't met her yet. She's real pretty, by the way. Here's something, something. Check out Homework's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. Homework's Morning Sickness. So this is a new scare. I never man. heard I'm of this. Like, you know, yeah, man, I don't man. want you to have a family. Yeah. I'd rather you didn't. Concentrate on what's going on. But don't lie about right. it because you're going to get busted on having a girlfriend. Or is the first candidate ever to go, sure, I've got a girlfriend. She's great. Well, can we meet her? Ah, hang on a second. She's a little busy. And then he goes to seekingarrangements.com. I got, I got <laughs> me a girlfriend in a minute. And he's going to drag some prostitute out there in Iowa and start waving. What are we doing? This costs extra. Shh. Shut up. Trying to be president, you have to act like you're classy, whore. This extra four hundred dollars, dumbass, dragged me up on stage. I didn't know I was going to go public. <laughs> Don't say anything in that microphone. You sound like an idiot. Just be my girl. Kiss me. Three hundred. He says, "Damn, I should have been gay. This is getting expensive." And then, and then it's going to be back. <laughs> gonna yeah, the, uh, it's going to be behind the thing. It's going to be money. They're going to find that he's been using donations to his campaign to pay off whores to be his girlfriend. So nobody calls him gay, and nobody says he can't get a family. 
But we still have that stigma on people who are, you know, in their 40s or 50s, never been married, never really had a relationship that we knew about. And they're in the public eye. And now he wants to be president. We're like, where's your family? I don't have one. Huh. Huh. What do you have? A boyfriend? I was first question. So if you don't have a family and you're 50, you're gay, right? No, I've got a girlfriend at home. <laughs> Let's see her. Uh-uh. What are you writing a book? She's super busy. But then he drug one out, a big fake one. So we'll see. That's a scandal I didn't ever expect in this day and age. Dude has to pretend to have a girlfriend. Bill Clinton fought as hard as he could not to have several. I don't have any girlfriends. You guys are crazy. And then another one would pop out of the woodwork. I was his girlfriend last year. Oh, that one, I didn't do anything with her. She's fat. They're all fat, Bill. That's your way out. <laughs> but now, anyway, that one blew me. <laughs> I stuffed a cigar in that one. This guy can't even get laid, and we're giving him heat for that. I like that. I like Kennedy. He's That's just passing good, them around. Kennedy That's gave one to his brother. To deal with though. It's, it isn't, though. I mean, far, but well, just, it isn't a scandal if you just say, no, I don't have a girlfriend. Why yeah. lie? And now it is one. Now it is like, well, what are you doing? You're pandering to the voters. Maybe he went out with a girl one time and like, that's it, man. I She's my girlfriend. Locked it down. Just doesn't uh, know how to read it right. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. He's just, she's maybe, the one. maybe. She's the one. Yeah, maybe he got too locked down on one date <laughs> yeah. and thought to himself, well, I just should abandon Does all women. Does it happen? Oh, it happens. <laughs> maybe I should just abandon all women and just wait on her to call back. Maybe he's a pimp. This guy says maybe he's just a pimp. I don't want to introduce you to my bottom bitch quite yet, Iowa. You ain't earned it. It would be great if you had a bottom bitch come up. Let's bring up my bottom bitch. I just kicked ass in this caucus. Caucus, really. You say it funny, but that's all right. Caucus. Bring it up here, bottom bitch. Show much you're worth. And Tim Scott might be a pimp, but he doesn't have a girlfriend, and he said he did, and now it's a scandal that the guy's lying about having a relationship. Never happened in politics before, ever. <laughs> Other than Obama pretending that that woman is his wife, evidently. That's getting legs, too. His coke field blowjob weekend with that guy won't shut up. <laughs> Left to write letters. <laughs> Love letters. I so love that story. Because, you know, it's just proof that he got he did a decent job of not blowing things up. He wasn't great. He wasn't horrible. He was, just was. And off you go. And I pretended to have a family and a wife uh, while I was uh, snorting up a bunch of nose candy and uh, blowing a fellow over there in uh, New York. Was it Greg Fitzsimmons? Or no. The comedian. The, yeah, the comedian. It wasn't. So he's tried, like, look, I've never. Tried it. It's like me with Guy Fieri food. He's it like. It wasn't for me. I don't think I'm gay, but I haven't tried it. Maybe I'd love it. And he went out in the woods and he came back and said, I'm not gay. <laughs> Tell not you me. that. That's not for me. What we just did is not for me. <laughs> he gave it a run. I admire that. All those people that hated Brokeback Mountain without seeing it because it was too gay. I'm like, how do you know? And I went and saw it and I'm like, Jesus Christ, is this gay? But it was good. You knew early on you didn't have to go out in the woods. Well, no, I, yeah, I knew. I still kind of know. As a gay man, I still like, know. I don't, yeah. I, I, like, that's me. I mean, Tim Scott's kind of pulling what I'm doing, which is saying he's something, and he's just, just to get away with it. I'm saying I'm gay all the time, but I'm afraid of the whole gay sex part. So I'm a celibate gay. I'm an asexual homosexual. <laughs> I love the company of men. But there's boundaries. Don't touch me. That's the kind of gay I am. I'm gay. I'm a gay germaphobe. Too much going on. I don't even like shaking hands with a fellow who's got martini hands. Yeah, that's quite a story, though. I like that one. Uh, came out yesterday. I was, why is Tim Scott saying he's got a girlfriend when he doesn't? I'm like, why are we worried about that? Why did you make him lie? You guys made him lie. You put pressure on him because he's lonely and he's 50-something. And you made him feel like a loser. So, of course he did. He pretends to have a girlfriend. I would do the same thing. Do you have a girlfriend? No. Have you ever? Not really. What's wrong with you? Oh, oh no. no. Oh, now I have a girlfriend. I would lie. I, wouldn't, I don't want to feel because like... they're not going to look... Are they really going to yeah. look into it? Don't emasculate me for saying I can't get laid. I'm trying to be president. I'm busy. Should We should have an asexual dude who's not interested in it. Stay focused. Think of all the guys we've had. Nixon was, uh, you know, sort of asexual, and he got things done, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
He won twice. Couldn't have been that bad. This is that second time. Things got a little hairy. can imagine those reporters are, I'm on the phone with her right now. Hello, girlfriend. <laughs> Hello, girlfriend of mine. What's that? Oh, no, I can't have wild sex tonight. I'm busy running for president in Iowa, girlfriend. You understand. Oh, yes. I love when you do that to the tip of it, too. But we can't do that right now. Tim Scott clearly on the phone with his girlfriend. <laughs> they didn't drag her up on stage. Got two things, you and politics. I am no player. <laughs> oh, you're crazy saying those things. Of course I'm faithful on the road to you, girlfriend of mine. I've written you a sonnet. I can't read it now. There's cameras. I'm a sweet, sweet boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know what that's going to turn into, but I want a dude who's dick barely works, can't find a chick, can't get laid. He's going to get things done. And then occasionally, like, you know, you hire out. He gets the whole thing taken care of, clears the clears the cobwebs out of the thing, and then, and then she leaves. You know, I've said this several times to a friend of mine. As the best advice I can give any single guy. You don't pay a hooker for sex. You pay her to leave. That's what the money is. So get that out of your head. If you pay a hooker, it's not for sex. So don't feel dirty about that. You're paying her to leave. Because when you go to a bar and you hook up with some random chick and you bring her home, how many men at that point when you're all done would love the opportunity to go, I'll give you a couple hundred bucks, will you go home? Because you don't want her there anymore and she doesn't seem to get it. With a hooker, money's on the counter. You have to go now. You pay them to leave. Because that feeling we've all had with that girl we made a mistake with, when the truth serum shoots out all over, when the lights go on. And then you're like, what have I done? No more greater moment to a man to come to grips with who he is than when there's a girl you barely know covered in your own stuff you're like i gotta get out of here oh that was awesome is she sleeping she thinks she's staying and i can't say anything because then she's gonna start going nuts you pay hookers to leave tim scott highly recommend it i would like a presidential candidate came out and said i gotta get stuff done i ain't got time for no wife children and all that Every month or so, I hire a hooker and get it out of my system, and I bust one all over her, and they get back to work. Like, that's the type of dude I'm That's a go-getter I want. And the Secret Service yes. and an escort service. Secret Service is good, and the human escort service is even better. I traffic them right into the house. And just every third Friday, it's like, it's get me a bitch Friday. Somebody get out there and grab one. <laughs> I'm all pent up. I can't make quality decisions. I might start thinking about voting for this guy. Except for he lied about having a girlfriend, which is dumb. <laughs> Mr. Scott, Mr. Scott, uh, what's your girlfriend's name? Uh, <clears throat> it's, uh, uh, let's see, it's a podium um, uh, microphonia. <laughs> Those are things you're looking at. No, no, that's her name. Podium microphonia, that's her girlfriend's name? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any policy questions? We've narrowed it down to seven women. <laughs> And then they find a girl named Podium Microphonia in Southside Chicago. Like, what? You're Tim Scott's girlfriend? I ain't what? I ain't doing nothing like that. Hell no. What are you talking about? <laughs> you got some crack rock? Thought you were going to talk to me about that gun at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. <laughs> Ooh, thank God. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jesus, Podium Microphonia is huge. Well, when'd you find out about me? My... She's not the only Podium Microphonia either. There's seven of them. There's one in Nashville. He makes up a terrible name, and they find her, and he's got to date her for four years. Look here, Miss Microphonia. I have to be honest with you. That was a mistake. I'm just pointing out the, the only two things I saw, a podium and a microphone, and I made up a name, and I didn't know there was going to be seven of you. Well, now that we're in love. So that's a good one. Another thing I saw last night that I thought was great. I've always, politically, I've always said stop paying attention to the federal government and pay attention to what's going on in your own backyard. You can get a lot more done if you're involved in your local politics. All of us get so wrapped up and fighting over whatever's going on with Biden and Trump and all that when you could actually do something with Sal DiCiccio and his crew right here at local politics places right down the street from you. Most of you out there don't even know who your local rep is. Most of you don't know who your state senator is, who's representing you here locally. But boy, I tell you what, Scottsdale found out they were going to start using some closed hotels for the homeless, and they showed a picture of city council last night. Scottsdale showed up, all of them. 
these meetings they have for local, like, little votes and stuff in Scottsdale, you get a picture of that thing every day. There may be two old people in there going, I don't think anybody should ever be outside. I want a law pass. And there's only two lunatics. This place was standing room only because they've got a, a hotel they're not using over by Talking Stick. And they're like, what if we uh, throw a couple million towards that? Throw the homeless in it. And it's like a mile or two away from people's houses. Though Everyone showed. We don't want them here. We don't want them anywhere near here. And there were speeches, and it was amazing. Scottsdale just thought they had a good idea. And the whole city showed up and said, nope, that, get them away from us. <laughs> Who wants to buy this for 10 cents on the dollar? <laughs> I, I was waiting for some guy to go, I'm going to buy the hotel and put a stop to this. It's What I think is going to happen from that meeting, they're going to remodel whatever cruddy hotel that is into some beautiful resort, and the homeless are going to be back in Phoenix again. Everybody's got a big, fat Facebook heart for the homeless. But when they say, well, let's move them in here. And you're like, uh-uh, that's within a mile of my place. Get those out of here. It, there's got to be some place downtown. There's got to be a place far from. Casa Grande seems like a decent spot for the homeless. The weather's better. Not all this pollution. Nope. They've scattered them out of the zone. They kicked over the beehive. They're flying around. There's nowhere to go. Metro Center's still there. Just Metro put them all in there. And they're trying to rebuild that Simon before, Avenue. before that became someone's idea. They're like, here's a billion dollar project to turn into Metro Center before they, they drag the homeless in here. They tore Fiesta Mall down because the ideas started floating around there, too. What if we use it for the home? <laughs> Crush nope. it. Nope. It was my idea to have that going on. A little medical center. All the homeless can stay there. A little job performance area where it can get you hooked up. Nope, they're tearing down malls like crazy just in case. Sorry, Nobody. Ferris wheel going through Chandler. <laughs> yeah, they're going to. If you have a hotel that's not being used properly by you, look out now because your city council's about to go, we could do it with the homeless here. And basically, what it is is just a holiday in prison. They're essentially saying. Sent one along. Here you go. I think it's Grand. If oh, yeah, that's a good spot that's, for them. Yeah, enough said. Yeah, Grand Avenue. That's great. In fact, living on Grand Avenue, most homeless would be like, nah, I'll stay at the zone. I don't want to live out there. <laughs> Places are crap. Yes, something, something. Check out Homeburg's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. Homeburg's Morning Sickness. Yeah, I mean, essentially it's like, can we just get them into a spot where we know where all of them are? Kind of put a fence around that. Make a little homeless prison, but, you know, it used to be a Drury Inn. <laughs> Let them tear that up. We weren't using it. But if there's somebody who just bought a $460,000 starter home half a mile down the road, they're showing up to a local meeting. we got to do something about this homeless problem, but not in my yard. Get it out of here. When I said we have to do something, I meant not here. They did that once with this uh, guy that was on the the, the trails, uh, one uh, Trail 100. And when you first go onto the trailhead off of 22nd Street, uh, there's this, it's not there now cause they just redid a pipe, but it used to go down in there and up against the wall. you've been with me on that yeah. up against the wall, a few guys started setting up camps and right on the other side of the wall is like a million dollar house. And people were like, the guy who had the house was like, who do I call? I got this dude living right outside my gate. I don't want him there. And he's got buddies that show up and there's trash all over and it stinks. You can smell them from our yard. And somebody else said, you have no heart. This is a terrible thing. That's a human being, which is a gracious thing to say until the dude fired back. Well, tell you what, I've got a pickup truck. I'll help him move all his stuff into your backyard. And the lady's like, that's of course, that's not what I meant. <laughs> like She fired back. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're being a dick to the one near you. If he was in my house, I'd say the same thing. Nobody wants this in their yard. They just want to be able to say nice things when it's not affecting them. People at the Biltmore are all about all oh, these homeless. It's just terrible, isn't it? We've got to do something. And then I was like, well, can they use the golf course? Said, oh, God, no. That's Absolutely too much revenue. Are you kidding me? They live there. I don't want to see them. I just want them. When people say we got to do something, what they want is them eradicated. Well, they want somebody else to do something. They want them to go away. When people say we've got to do something about this homeless problem, they technically just are saying, I wish that would all just disappear. Because that's how they live their lives, trying not to see it. I mean, I personally know how to kick one out. If I see one on the thing, move, hobo. It's real easy. They they don't like confrontation most of the time. They're just screaming. You said hobo, so. right? Hobo, yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> no, I, in my cul-de-sac, I say something similar a lot of times, but when I'm when it's hobos. Both get out of the way. <laughs> out of the way, hobo. 
Hey, you can't talk to me like that. Not you. You're fine. <laughs> Him. The one in the diaper and the plaid girls up top. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I see him every once in a while. You just ask him to get out of the way. You see a group of them, you call the police. Scatter them. It's like decon roach spray. <laughs> Nobody wants it in their yard. So technically that's what we're saying. I, would, I wish someone would do something. Well, Scottsdale tried. We got an idea. We can keep them off the streets, put them in this old hotel we're not using. And Scottsdale showed up and said, well, we'd do something somewhere else, not here. Jesus Christ. I this is when, my home. When people hear of uh, oh, the homeless, you know, a homeless problem, it's it's not like, oh, my neighbor in Scottsdale just lost it all. Yeah. He's now homeless, squatting right. in back of another house. It's, you know, you live in a town that the, the weather is going to attract oh. the transient that moving across the right. The well, globe. The reason LA's homeless problem is so big is A, policy, B, climate. Yeah. It's a great place to be homeless. If I was homeless, I would summer in Flagstaff and I'd start wandering down somewhere around September. It's a couple weekends there in Sedona, Oak Creek, and then walk down here. Winter here. Once you see the elk moving up, that's when you right. start heading you pay down. attention to where the other homeless do. Oh, the elk are leaving. It's time for us to go. That's exactly right. Brady's right. Because technically you're just wildlife. <laughs> <laughs> they have to do something. We'll do it. Not here, though. The picture of the city center. I mean, just people teeming in there, just wandering in and out of this place. Like, Jesus, they want nothing to do with this. And I think one of the guys at the thing said, you know, do you guys have a solution to this at all? Well, just Phoenix. What's wrong with Phoenix? Well, they were there, and now they're here. That The problem used to be okay when I didn't see them. Lots of space in Maryvale. Yeah. It's the, yeah, this guy, Nathan's right. It's called NIMBY, not in my backyard. Nobody wants that up I don't want that up there. If they started talking about putting them in a hotel that was right down the street from me, I'd go to a city council meeting, and I think you got a better plan than this, don't you? Can't we use some of these, uh, like, you know, that Abatuki golf course was closed for years. Can't we just put a fence around that and let them graze like cattle? <laughs> We're not going to do anything. Let's just start, like Brady said, like a wildlife preserve of people. Charge admission. Yeah, charge it. I've said it for years. Just, Drive the car through. Don't whirl right. down the windows. Right. Don't feed the wildlife. Don't Home feed up. them. Don't feed them. It is true. Brady's right. The homeless are like Arizona, only it broke free. <laughs> Don't feed them. Don't give that bear money. <laughs> There's signs up just like Arizona in Scott says is don't give them anything. Have you seen those? Yeah. They're up all over. Don't give them stuff. Keep your windows rolled up and don't give them things. You're just encouraging them to get closer to people. They are. They're Bearzona. Those I'm bears gonna... figure out how to carjack. That's a, that place is going to be in trouble. You know what would be kind of fun is to give them bear suits. <laughs> you just see them walking around on Central and say, oh, my God, look, one of the bears is out. We're not really afraid of them, but it gives us like this feeling that it's just something wild that's walking around. Just like that zoo in China where that one bear, the sun bear. Yeah, just some bipedal bear walking down the street. Like, look at that. Kids, look at that. One of the bears of Phoenix. It's a Phoenix bear. And they're just walking around and be like, that's neat. Batman says, put them in uh, Glendale Arena. There's nothing going on over there. It's too close to that West Gate, and then there's houses nearby. That's in the avenues. It's fine. You're scooting them way out. Eventually, right. I, yeah. Where, where's the problem? <laughs> I have no issue with that. From there to Verado, we're down, good. That's what we all want. Verado is the last stop. Yeah. There's anything a lot else? of tween space there. <laughs> is there anything else? Uh, this uh, Layla says, I live next to that talking stick hotel, that area. You should see my next door feed today. It's insane. <laughs> it's hilarious. Most of them are saying, I couldn't go to the meeting, but I'm, I support moving them right out of here. They're not even here yet. This guy's Rex has a good idea. Build a town, put it in the middle of nowhere, uh, put them on the border, make a homeless villa on the border so illegal immigrants will think they've gotten to America and see it and go, this place sucks as bad as where I was, and they'll turn around and go home. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. It says, uh, this, this is happening right next to my work. It's an old uh, hotel. It became a homeless shelter since... Uh, and since then, there's just nothing but drug arrests and murders. Right. And that's what nobody wants there. Nobody wants to talk about that. We only want to talk about the decent homeless. We're going to talk about the ones who are trying to get jobs. So where's it at? It's by Talking Stick? Yeah, there's some place. It's over there somewhere. 
Hmm, I don't know. It's got to be a, find across it. the street. Because wouldn't that be on Res Land? Yeah. Yeah, it's somewhere because near they, there. It's like riding a little cut. Oh, the Res won't tolerate it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think the bears at Arizona. This is this is the thing. Just make them wildlife. Like make them wildlife and like, give them conservation and protection and things like that. And give them suits. Like you can be a deer or a Different bear. Species. <laughs> be a javelina. Wolf. <laughs> Wolf would be fun. Just walking down the road. <laughs> Shh, kids, there's one. And we'll treat him the same way as if we saw a wolf. Oh, get off. We'll cross the street. Here comes a wolf. <laughs> you saw a wolf on Central. You'd do exactly what you'd do if a homeless was coming at you. <laughs> He's going to want food and stuff. Get out of here. Standing in front of the fries. There's a wolf outside the fries keeping me from going in. Got out of the reserve. Is a bear and a wolf, and they're talking. Who would ever have... And I can't even go in fries. They have good sushi there. Hungry. <laughs> If I come out, the wolf and the bear are going to ask me for some, and I don't want to give them any. The signs clearly say not to feed them. It's Bearzona. It's amazing. We've stumbled onto something. We tried the mall thing. People got mad at me for that. Because I said there was a euthanization program. If you didn't get it all figured out in 90 days, we'd get rid of you like the pound. That was my solution to homelessness. Why do you think I got rid of uh, Fiesta Mall? Right. And that was my extreme solution, Brett. It was the pound. I got rid of it. And then they tore it down. Like, well, now I got no idea. And everybody's like, that's a terrible plan. I'm like, well, it's a plan. Still every, waiting on the announcement of every, what's going to happen. Right. Every time we have a plan, the people around the plan go, I don't want it here. So we can't have a plan. My plan yeah, was there good. Is. There it is. The independent. So it looks like it's 46. right behind the Scottsdale Pavilions. Well, that's that old resort. I remember that place. That's over by uh, uh, the Silverado Golf Course, isn't it? Well, here's Talking Stick. Yeah. Yeah, so it's on. That used uh, to be off Pima. It is off Pima. That was the one right right behind. Before the the 101 was invented, that was the big hotel you drove by when you went uh, down Pima. It's not little. How about that? Yeah, there's houses. They're they're way too close. Folks on Vista del Arbor aren't pleased about that. They moved in. There was a resort in their backyard. <laughs> Salt River Fields. They can walk over there. Oh, man. Catch it's a game, good. yeah. Right. The wildlife can start floating around the Colorado Rockies and Diamondback Spring training games and probably make enough money to get out of there. Nice spot. Don't feed them. Don't feed them. They'll just start liking people more. You're going to get them used to us. Yeah, nice pool. It's only $99 a month on Thanksgiving weekend there. How about that? If you made reservations to come out oh, here, man. and then you get a letter, and it says, "Sorry, we turned the hotel you had planned to stay in into a homeless encampment." Oh, yeah, they get continental breakfast. It doesn't I look mean, bad at all. Does it stay a hotel too? I don't think so. Okay, I think it. Yeah, I don't know. Washers and dryers. And- got two stars. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it is a two star hotel. Let's check availability, shall we? <laughs> yeah. They're still renting rooms. They're still a front desk. <laughs> A lot of rumblings around you guys shutting down your two-star hotel and turning into a homeless place. Oh, that's not going to happen. So the folks at Vista Del Arbor are saying no. Oh, yeah. 100 bucks a night. That's pretty good. Let's be honest, folks, over on Vista Del Arbor Boulevard. You got a resort that's $100 a night in Scottsdale behind you. I think a homeless encampment might be an upgrade to the people that are going into that thing. Seven days across the street from Talking Stick for seven hundred bucks. Now I got You're a place not to a... recommend friends. It's... I want to stay in Scottsdale. Here's your place. <laughs> Here's your place. This <laughs> is the Spirit Airlines of resorts of Scottsdale. There's going to be a lot of shirtless people walking around smoking in the parking lot. The homeless might not even want to stay there with them. Yeah. Don't feed them. Smoking only options. <laughs> smoking only. Oh. That's crazy. Well, I didn't know it was there. That's what it said. Yeah, Been there for ages. I like the idea of turning them into wildlife. Homeless people are approved by the city. Can stay at the Independence 47 Hotel in Scottsdale for a Wait month. Wait a second. What was the first sentence? Homeless people who are approved by the what city. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> What's the criteria for the city to approve you? They lost their house in Scottsdale. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be rich. But just getting back on their feet. What is a homeless It's like a Eugene approval. Levy and when they lost all their yeah, money. They go to the creek. The- 
I want to know whose job it is to go, all right, I got a few homeless to approve. Sorry, denied. But I'm really homeless. Denied. You're a filthy homeless. What, do they drug test them? I, I don't know. I'm trying to. Wow. So that. They're also paying customers who are staying at this hotel, oh, okay. too. So God, can you imagine? It's basically yes, that. Yes, that's oh, a dream come that, true. It's uh, that Hotel Cecil down in uh, L.A. Yeah. that they did the thing about. It's a homeless place, and also you can stay there. And for a while, the one downtown. Which one? Um, where you you saw it in Psycho, Westward Ho. The Westward Ho. That's an old folks place. They, it was a, a combo for a while. Yeah. yeah. Well, for years it was a hotel, and then it stopped being one, and then now it's for really, really beat up old people. My friend did are a they tour still of using it. it that way? I have a friend who's a photographer. Just did a tour of it, took pictures, and he said it's pretty screwed up inside. And there's always folks in wheelchairs. Yeah, I didn't think it was active anymore. No, they got people in there. It's weird. It's something, something. Check out Homework's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. Homework's Morning Sickness. But yeah, I mean, you can't have a building that big downtown empty. Especially that. They'd, they'd fix up. If, as much as they've fixed up everything else down there, that would be one. If they if somebody got their hands on if it was empty, they'd make it beautiful. But it's not. It's for a bunch of old folks. It's like an old folks. It's not a retirement home either. It's like a go-die grandma. We'll put you in here for a couple hundred bucks. They don't want to spend good money. It's how I'm going to die. I got no kids. <clears throat> I'll be. I'll have burned every bridge by the time I'm that age, and I'll just be in a wheelchair sitting there with no friends, waiting to croak. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. That's all you'll hear out of me. <laughs> Move, old man. You don't know. I used to be something. Go f- yourself. That's John Holmberg. He lost everything. Yeah, you don't know. How's it going? this paddleball game? <laughs> this remote control? <laughs> Playing bad paddleball in my wheelchair yelling. Get out my lawn! Keeps talking about a guy I don't want O.J. Simpson. Who's that? Hello, <laughs> Twitter world! Oh, he's still doing the voices. It's so sad. So sad. Anyway, well, we're trying to move the homeless over there into something. We need to do something. Ah. Do we? That looks like where we're going. That's a nice looking hotel. Some investors should pop in there. That's prime primo real estate. Sitting right off of Pima on the 101, sitting across the street from Talking Stick. Medieval Times. Oh, yeah. All this. uh, Wolf Lodge. Great Wolf Lodge. You got the baseball. over there, sneak into the lodge. I fly, the the butterfly, the gay butterfly thing. Odyssey. Odyssey's there for people who love imprisoned fish from the ocean in the desert. They killed a bunch of dolphins there. You can go back to the scene of the crime. That's a great resort. I get an investor in on this. Maybe I'm going to kick it. Everybody says send them to Gila Bend. Right. Get them away from Basically. Right. And then Gila Bend will go, like, oh, we don't want them. And then it's Gila Bend. Who cares what they want? Build a little shanty town. I think that's the only answer. Because my plan of euthanizing like it was the pound. And then those, like I said, my idea was great. Then the Christian people would come in. On youth and on the E list, you get these homeless on the E list, and they'd start adopting them because they think they're doing the right thing. You, no one would ever get euthanized in my way. It was just the threat of euthanization, and then a few of them would get euthanized probably because they're like, "All right, this one's too far gone." Your videos would be amazing, John. I'm here with Ted. <laughs> He's available. He's available. I love this little fella. Uh, Ted lost his job 14 years ago and has just been wandering around. He sure would like a home of his own. Ted doesn't even uh, need a bathroom. He takes outside better than he does inside. No adoption fees. Yeah, they're he's covered. well-trained, and we'll, but he's our pick of the litter. Ted, we'll have to live with you. Keep it down, Ted. Nobody wants to hear you. Seen, not heard, my friend. We talked about this. <laughs> it would work. You got that E-list of those wild-eyed homeless. It's been 90 days since anybody's even tried to get me. They're going to catch the needle at midnight. And a bunch of Christians would come in and adopt them and get them off the E-list. And then you'd start shelters. And then they'd start actually doing what they say, which is taking them in and, and trying. And then you'd have a bunch of offshoots the way, like, uh, dogs do. They got the one love. They got This is Leroy. Not good with other kids. <laughs> just needs to be by – if you're just looking for one kid. <laughs> if you're looking to just foster one of these guys, he's not good with other homeless. He's been in a few stabbings. He's got a bite record, too. <laughs> Very strong. <laughs> Super strong. You don't want kids or weak women in this house. Probably best for just a guy on the go, take him for walks, wear him out. That's what you got to do. I don't want to walk anymore. Well, that's what we're doing here, Leroy. 
Got to get you to where you just sleep up next to the fireplace. And there's pictures of him just curled up by, by the fireplace. Look at him. We tamed him. Anyway, nobody's going to visit me when I'm at Westford House, so I don't have any empathy for that. You don't know. I'm getting, I'm practicing for my, my one catchphrase. You don't know. Every time somebody doesn't put a dollar in my cup. <laughs> That's pretty much guaranteed. Hey, Brady, it's Chuck. Hello? Ah, I burned a bridge. Hello, Watch this old guy. He just door windowed. Brady will probably Brady will be the one standing across the street. He used to be a decent person. I know you, Brady. He said, I don't want to get too close. These are the reviews for the soon-to-be homeless hotel. I booked a hotel for friends staying in Scottsdale. Room was three nights. My friends were so disgusted by the quality of this room, they left after one night. Room had bloodstains on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Blinds were missing. Hallway reeked of smoke. Think twice about this place. In fact, don't even think about it. You spent $90 a night in Scottsdale. Blood is free. This one says, gross, loud, stinks, and has rats. The furniture in the, quote, suites was old, worn out, and nasty. It seemed like it had been there since 1975. I went to Target and bought throw blankets for the chair and sofa because it was so gross that I would never even sit on it. You could hear the sound of rats moving, scratching in the walls and ceiling the entire time. The walls were very thin, and the other guests were often very loud. There were bugs all outside. <laughs> really capitalized bugs. I love reading reviews. I know, and I want to know why they were in town for right. like spring training. Around uh, the doors, they were laying dead in the hallways, too. The whole place smelled nasty. The oh, mold. Man, Jesus, this guy wouldn't stop. They gave me towels with holes in them. Well, that was for Primanoctus with your prostitute. You just cover up the, the scabies. Uh, they had the nerve to keep my entire $200 cash deposit, taking advantage of the fact I had to leave the right before my checkout date because I had to work the next day. They said I could come back for the deposit later, which I tried to do, but they decided, nah, we're keeping it. <laughs> Completely fabricating an excuse for keeping it. Yeah, you stayed at a place that was 90 bucks a night. Ooh. You'll come home with bites on your legs. <laughs> and not from bugs either. I want to find find the highest one. Four hey, who stars. Who loved it? Yeah, who's the guy who's like, and it's, here's, there we here's go. a four. This is from a... Uh, Queen and quiet location. Karen. Yeah, Karen. Queen. Clean, quiet location. First time I ever booked a hotel through Price Breaker. I was looking for something reasonably priced in Scottsdale, which is usually hard to find. Price Breaker or Priceline. Or Priceline. Yeah. Uh... I checked in. That guy was very nice. This lady's used to being poor, though. If you're looking for a high-end <laughs> hotel in Scottsdale, this will not be your pick. Even her four-star review says it's not very nice. But if you want a nice, quiet, clean location, it'll work. Former prostitute. One star. Worst experience of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're passionate. I All love, the one stars are just. You, you see the ones that are one star because there's like every eighth word is capitalized. Impossible. Bugs. Well, look at this. They, they cram five people in the oh, room, yes, too. So they, there you go. So it was 20 bucks a yeah. guy. This is terrible. And even at 20 bucks, they're like, this isn't worth it. So how much is the neighborhood complaining that this hotel is currently operating like this anyway? Yeah, what's the difference in guests? Not much. If you can only afford a $100 hotel room, you pretty much are homeless. We would not stay here again. Outdated. That's their big complaint. The decor. It's musty. Floors were not vacuumed. Shower had hairs in it. The toilet was plugged up. The outside of the hotel, our neighbors had a bag of trash laying all over by their front door. Was not worth the one hundred eleven dollars. So what you pay for, pal? Exactly. We can stay in the heart of Scottsdale, across from Talking Sick, for a hundred dollars. Okay, that's good stuff. Oh man, this one. This one went off on letter. And W, again, in all caps, WTF! Bugs! You'll come home with bites on you. See the WTF up there, and you're like, you think, oh, that's a one star. No, two stars. They still gave it a little extra, because he banged Consuela for $30. Got my money's worth humping the maids. 
And the crack was phenomenal. I wish I had been warned. <laughs> it's like Mordor. <laughs> anyway, what are you going to do? <laughs> Tried to take our kindergarten graduate for a pool day and stay in Scottsdale. <laughs> <laughs> well, in We're fairness, in Scottsdale. <laughs> that particular kindergarten graduate was 15. <laughs> Hey, Timmy, you want to have a pool day at a nice resort? All right. Mommy's not going to spend a lot on Timmy. We'll go over here. It's a hundred bucks for a pool day for a little kindergarten graduate. That's hilarious. We tried to take our kindergarten graduate out for a pool day. (laughs) Why don't you sneak into an apartment like the rest of us used to do when we were broke? The reason they put gates around apartment pools is because of people like me. Yeah. We were abusing it. Anyway, what are you going to do? So Scottsdale, they're trying. I got to give Scottsdale City Council credit. They tried something. Scottsdale, you showed up. Now, we that's wanna, how it works. We wanna, that's exactly how the system's supposed to work. Get involved locally and you'll make changes. It made the news even. Look at this. People showed up at something. We would rather have the dregs of society to pay $90 a night than homeless people. We just booked some rooms for that hotel. Yeah. <laughs> sounds pretty good. It doesn't sound bad. It's 95 bucks. I've got a kid in kindergarten. I want to drown in feces and piss water. Oh, All right. Now, you're doing great out there, Timmy. Keep swimming. No, what, That's a duck. It's a dead duck. Scoot him out of the way. That's not a floaty. No, Timmy, that's a real dead duck. Goose, maybe. I don't know. It's big. Looks bloated. It's been there for a minute. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats today, Bert? <laughs> Someone said during that segment, he kept hearing Sarah McLaughlin in the background yeah. <laughs> while we were talking about it. You could do it. <laughs> this is Jeff. He's been homeless since 2011. <laughs> Shh. Jeff needs a home or he's going to catch a needle tonight at midnight. <laughs> All right, Wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Fall is coming, and uh, you got to get that bike all tuned up and ready to hit the trails and, well, cruise on in there. Get the uh, get the full tune-up for $10 off just by mentioning KUPD. And uh, if you need a new bike, Santa Cruz and Kona's are all on sale right now. So check it out. they got a huge selection there. ActionRideShop.com or go visit Josh and the boys over there on Gilbert Road in Southern. They'll get you pointed in the right direction. Yeah, on the list. Time to get on the bikes. I'm starting to see people walking around yeah. outside because they, they just think it's time. It's still too hot for most of them, but they're thinking about it. On the list, we got Chevelle, Wolf Mother, Stone Sour, Falling in Reverse, Lamb of God, Allison Chains, Clutch, Deftones, Metallica, Megadeth, ACDC. But there was a new uh, track released by Static X out. There was. Yeah, I haven't heard this. One was that Wayne's the one yesterday? Last. It was. Yeah, it was one of Wayne's last. Oh, Wayne's on ever. it. Oh yeah. Oh, that's what they said. Let's hear it. Yeah, let's go with that then. Right. Let's listen to a little static X right off the bat. Are these oh, ones that didn't make the up. cut? Yeah, that's the sphere that I, I have. don't know. When a singer dies, they usually dig through all or those Or if recordings. he was working on stuff. It's know, not done know. yet. Yeah. And they always find like an old, you know, voice memo on his phone and try to put a beat behind it. His last recording. Hey, guys, I need some bread and peanut butter if you wouldn't mind stopping by the store on your way home. Ah! I could pull it up again. Good thing about Wayne. You just need like 10 seconds. You can loop that yeah. over again. Well, that's what he was going to do. <laughs> find one line and loop it and then yell in the most awesome way ever it's called stay alive mm-hmm. and it's static x with wayne static so we don't know what it's going to sound like have you listened yet uh i sampled it here i'll throw a little bit on oh, no, no 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 let's have it okay. all that's mm-hmm. right off the bat let's do it it's out of control now 98 